0: Welcome back to Process. In the midst of all the pandemic stuff going on, I did want to spend a little bit of time talking about personal productivity this week. When we're working on projects, when we're working on things that we don't always see the end point on, things can get a little lost, and actions can be confusing, and plans can go by the wayside, and there are ways to combat that. So that's why this week we're talking about the power of the next action. Next actions are a concept that I didn't quite understand the power of when I first started off with getting things done. In fact, it's something that I only recently started to understand what they even did and how powerful they are. So as a refresher, in getting things done, there are projects, actions, and contexts. Projects are tasks that take two or more actions to complete. Actions are just that, single actions, one step to accomplish the thing. And then contexts are the quote unquote noun required for that task to take place, whether it's a computer or a place you need to be or whatever it is. I used to think that if I had a project that I needed to have all the tasks fleshed out up front, all the actions. So when I approached a project, I'd try to brainstorm everything that might need to get done to put it in the project. And honestly, that left me with a lot of tasks that weren't really accurate long term. And what ultimately that led me to was a dissatisfaction in my task manager, and an inability to keep my task system up to date in an effective way because it wasn't actually accurate. However, since my return to OmniFocus, I've begun to see the power of next actions. Next actions are literally the one thing you can do next to advance that project to its ultimate goal. I wanted to talk about an example of this. So recently, My car had a parasitic battery drain. When it would sit and not be used for quite a long time, it would drain and then the battery would die and I couldn't get the car started. When I realized that problem and it didn't go away after charging the battery, I didn't have time to work on it right away, so I created a project in OmniFocus to handle that. I put as my very first task or next action to research the problem. So then I researched when I had some time and I turned up needing to test some fuses. And so then I found out that I needed to get a multimeter and make sure the car was charged up. So I created a sublist to try testing those fuses with two next actions, buy a multimeter and charge the car. Because those were the things I knew I needed to do in next order to test those fuses out and to try to fix the problem of the parasitic drain on my car. So I went and bought the multimeter, I charged the car up, and I did the fuse testing, and I ultimately found the fuse causing the drain and was able to remove it. And now I'm just waiting to see if that's what stops the drain on my car. So in this example, the next actions were really very step by step oriented, I would do one thing, check it off my list, and that would result in another set of next actions. then I would complete those things. And now it results in another set of next actions. It's really just a Process journey driven way to get from where you are now to where you need to be to get to that goal, to that end point, to complete that project. Since I've started to figure out what next actions are, I've been applying this concept to every project I have in my plate that I'm committed to. And it's really been very helpful. I feel a lot less stress about my project management system and task management in general when having embraced the concept of next actions compared to just trying to throw everything I can think of in my task manager, I'm still being pretty adamant about what goes in OmniFocus. If I'm committed to it, it's in there. And if I'm not, it goes in my project incubation system. But it's really the next action that has given me the foundation that I need to keep my productivity system moving forward in a healthy way for me. So in addition to next actions and projects, you can have checklists, which are fleshed out action lists for processes you already know exactly what needs to happen to complete them. Those are all technically next actions too. But the real power I find, as we've been talking about today, is in next actions on project where you don't know the whole process to get to the outcome. In the broad picture of things, I think in addition to learning how to capture effectively I think learning the importance of next actions and applying them to your system is a critical concept of getting things done to learn. Whether you understand projects or contexts is not as big of a deal or the whole process of processing things and reference libraries and all that, that's really not as important in the process of learning a productivity system, I think, as the ability to whittle a project or goal down to a next action. Something I've been experimenting with over the last week has been text files. Yes, text files. Part of my journey with Linux and multi operating systems and trying to debundle from dependency solely on Apple, because there have been some issues with that in the last six months for me or so. One thing I've been thinking about doing is moving from using Apple only note taking services like Bear or Apple Notes to using something based on text files. And what I've landed on so far has been Vim. I've talked about Vim in the past, but Vim is a command line text editor. And what that enables me to do through a number of plugins is one, I now have a text-based wiki inside of Vim. And two, I have a text-based Zettelkasten. And Vim's plugins make it really easy to both search and create notes within the wiki and the Zettelkasten. I've also wired up drafts to capture articles and things that I find online when I'm reading that I can just shoot right over into the Zettelkasten with all the appropriate formatting and stuff. And then it populates right into that Zettelkasten wiki that I have. It's pretty cool what it can do. It does take a little bit of hacking, but The big thing that I've been finding with it is that I'm living in the terminal more and more as time goes on. I like using Vim as a text editor because it just now jives with the way that my brain works. It's so easy to, once you learn to speak the quote unquote language of Vim, just to edit text. I mean, one of the things that they talk about with Vim is that you edit text at the speed of thought. And once you learn that syntax of how Vim works, it's really quite powerful. Now, I don't want this to turn into a, you know, you should get into the command line type debate. You should use Vim. I'm, I'm really not into that. Um, you use the tools that are best for you. But one thing I did want to talk about with this is make sure that if you're taking notes for long term you, for you 10 years down the road, for your kids, for your grandkids, because let's be honest, some of the things that we write down are pertinent for us now. And some of the things that we write down are really actually quite nice to be able to share with the generations to follow. I know Evernote is probably not going to be around 20 years from now. Notion is probably not going to be around 20 years from now. But a text file and a PDF most likely will be, especially text files, because they've been around for a very long time. Same thing with tooling. You know, if Evernote's not around in 20 years, that's fine. But more than likely, Vim or a Vim clone will be, because it's been around for about that long as it's been. Same thing with Emacs. I'm not going to have to worry about making sure Vim is available in 10 years, I almost guarantee that. But if I lock all of my notes up inside of a closed system, and I'm looking to get them out 10 years from now, or I have to get them out in five years, well, that's an unfortunate situation because my whole workflow has wrapped around that one application and I have to completely redo it again. But the big picture for me is that I just I want to be able to have a system where I can put things for people to see later on down the road, whether that's me or somebody else, that is important to me. That wraps up things for this week. If you have any feedback for the show or if you have any content that you'd like to see us produce in the future, send us an email at hello at effective work.com or hit us up on the community at community.effective work.com. We'll chat next week.